everybody. Welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. Today is Wednesday, August 26, 2020. And today's episode is brought to you by BuiltBar.com. Go to BuiltBar.com right now. Enter the promo code LOCKDOWN for $10 off of your order. I am your host, Detroit Sports Center, Nolan Bianchi. And today's episode is part two, Dancing on Graves, uh, with our friend over at Lockdown Sharks, Kyle Demetrius. I'm not going to waste too much time with this one. We get into the Blackhawks. We get into the Capitals. We get into uh, the Canadiens. We get into what Jeff Petrie does on his days off. A uh, whole lot of fun stuff. I don't want to waste any time because we got a lot of content to bring you, and I think I'm going to start getting in trouble if I keep going over on our episodes. So we'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Same time, same place. Thanks so much for listening, and we can't wait to see you again. Fedorov gives him the business. I don't even want oh, that. No. Uh, all right. Next up, we got to we got to roast the Chicago Blackhawks. They uh, they came into this playoffs as a team who uh, many Suck. people expected them to just lose and get back into that draft lottery. And everybody said, "Oh, Chicago's going to end up winning this thing. They're only in it because the NHL wants to make money, and that's a big market for the NHL." They put together a pretty good series against the Edmonton Oilers. Then they come back against the Vegas Golden Knights, and they just run into an absolute monster of a team. I don't know if there's too much to make fun of them for here uh, in this series because they had a, a couple of players who are a bit on the younger side kind of break out and look like the future. And uh, to a degree, it's kind of just made me more nervous than ha- happy to watch them because I don't Bowman want Chicago to be good. Yeah, he will. You know, I don't really know whether to – like, I really – I don't know whether to make fun of Chicago or just make fun of Edmonton more, that, that they lost to that team. It's so bad. I just feel so bad for Edmonton. Just the – the, the, the uh, Pro- Providence, yes? Yeah, Providence. Providence. No, Providence. Providence. Providence is a city in Rhode Island. <laughs> Providence is a basketball team. Uh, uh, region, uh, all right. Providence is where Dumb and Dumber takes place. <laughs> Pretty sure there's an HL team. The Providence Bruins. All right, whatever. The no, yeah, Providence the, Bruins. You got the, it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, whatever. <laughs> just, bail, just bailing on my own facts. All right. <clears throat> I just feel bad for that area. Just Alberta. Calgary. This is not. This is not. We already shit on the Edmonton. Oilers. Let's talk about. Let's talk about the Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, yeah, you know, good young team. You know, only going to get better. I was. What, what, I was happy to see this run over. You can lock up Brent Seabrook for another seven years. You have to do it. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> did you okay. see? Did you see that that man tried to come back and play? And they put out a statement saying he is not medically cleared to play. No shit. He had dual hip surgery and he's like 34 years old. <laughs> what? Duh. He's going to go to Robidaw Island. And if he doesn't, Stan Bowman should be out of a job. Where does Chicago go from here? Like, do, they, do you think they keep improving or do you think – uh, <laughs> I'm with you. Uh, but do, or, or do you think that there's, there's going to be anything, like, in the upcoming future that kind of prevents them, like – I think their cap situation is pretty okay right now. I should probably look into that before I make a statement like that. Well, but, they're going to uh, put Seabrook – they'll put Seabrook on long-term injury reserve, but then, you know, hey, it's it's another $7 million to play with. But I don't know. They're kind of – they're still in a weird spot. They got a bunch of – I mean, Keith, Seabrook, Taves, Kane. I mean, that's still taking up $35 million right there. So, so I pulled I don't out. know. They'll, they're still going to be drowning in that for a while. 
So I pulled it up. Kane and Taze are signed for three more seasons um, at ten and a half each. Sod is one more year. Um, oh boy. Duncan Keith is still three more seasons. Jesus Christ. Oh my. Calvin DeHaan, two more seasons. Ali Mata, two more seasons. Connor Murphy, two more seasons. It's uh, And then Brent Seabrook is uh, five more seasons. Boy, that contract is horrendous. Yeah, so we do have some things to left. Like, how are they going to keep Dabrinkit, Kajula, Doc, Kubalik? Like, that's a good question. They're going to have some really things to things to figure out. They're going to have to start getting crafty. Maybe they give Steve Eisenman a call and say, "Hey, uh, we got a thirty-six-year-old Duncan Keith over here. You, you got any interest?" And so, say, sure, for a first rounder, maybe. So number four. So number so next year the uh, Blackhawks have 19 players signed or roster size 19, and they have seven million dollars in space. Wow. Yeah, things are gonna things are gonna get uh, ugly for them. Who's their upcoming free agents this year? Does it say Dominic Kubalik? Oh, would you look at the potential Rookie of the Year campaign? He's uh, gonna want all of the money, and that's gonna be bad. And then Dylan Strom, also an RFA, Drake Kajula. Noted, yeah. noted hockey player, also an RFA, and <laughs> Slater, Slater Cuckoo, RFA. Oh, and both their goalies. Malcolm Subban's an RFA, somehow still, even though he's like 50 years old, and Corey Crawford is a UFA. Wow. Yeah, so they're going to have some things to, to work out to try and be able to keep all along young talent. But like you said, though, like Seabrook comes off. I, I, I just don't see the team getting any better over the next year or two. Like, there's not a lot of – obviously, like, the, the young talent they have continuing to develop will make them better simply by, you know, whatever. Yeah, uh, like, they have, like to, they have to hope Doc turns into somebody sick. Yeah. But they just ran into an absolute monster, well-oiled machine uh, of the Vegas Golden Knights. And, and Corey Crawford, give him credit – he had a pretty good series, all things considered. Nine twenty save percentage. I don't think anybody was expecting the series that that he had. Uh, and I mean, like you, if you look at the Robin Laner trade that they made, I, I I don't think Robin Laner does any better in this series than Corey Crawford does. So I, I still think at the end of the day, like that was a great trade for the Blackhawks. Just kind of yeah, unfortunate totally for them that they had to get beat by Laner. Wow, I totally forgot about Robin Laner. Robin Laner, I take back. Braden Holpe, insert Robin later into the Calgary Flames. <laughs> <laughs> but Holpe's worse. Fair enough. Yeah, okay, never mind. Yeah, Holpe's going to go there. <laughs> Holpe's older and worse. Yeah, you got to – Just perfect. You got to be Holpe. Maybe later we'll go back to Chicago. Just kidding. He won't. But uh, I, don't, I don't see how they get better either just because they don't have any room next year. And they kind of sewered themselves with their pick a bit. Yes. Right? Yeah. Yep. Which is exactly what we wanted here at the Lockdown Red Wings podcast. So, I mean. I do hate Chicago. I, good. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Uh, <laughs> I don't mind. This is, this is the good thing about, like, the having you on is, like, you understand all our old Western Conference biases while still living in an Eastern Conference city and being able to, like, get down with that, too. Yeah. Anybody who says Vancouver's likable does not remember 2011, 2012, 2010. Oh, I hated them. I, I got to say – this is yeah. probably – I don't know if I should say this on the air, but I remember, like, just, like, w- being in high school and just, like, one of my favorite things to do uh, in the summer of 2011 was just to watch Vancouver riot footage. I, it was just some of the funniest 
riot footage out there because of the fact that everybody was wearing hockey jerseys. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. It's still a national joke here. Like whenever a Canadian team gets eliminated or does well, it's like, remember, don't riot. And it's like, okay, let's relax. That was ill-advised. Let's, let's, but it uh, happened both good- times they lost in the finals. Like you have to think like it's a thing now. True. You know, guys, between never-ending laundry cycles and incoming emails, crying children, uh, a whole lot of other stuff going on in the world, you've got plenty on your to-do list. So give yourself one last thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. You want Chinese. You want pizza. Someone's craving Froyo. There's something for everybody on DoorDash and continuing to support restaurants in your community safely right now. There's not a better way to do your part. Just sit at home, sit on the couch, press a button and have delicious wings. Uh, you know, sushi, whatever it may be delivered directly to your door. You don't even have to leave the couch. You don't even have to get up when they knock on the door, walk over, do the whole awkward, like, thank you. Or, have a good day like that that type of thing like no they just leave it directly at your door they shoot you a text message say hey man food's here and you say sick you walk outside you wait for them to drive away first obviously because you know human interaction and scary uh but then you know you just pick up your bag go on in you're eating it within seconds doordash is the app that brings you food that you're craving right now right to your door ordering is easy Open the DoorDash app, choose whatever you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. Because right now, while you may not be able to go out, sit at a bar, you know, hang out with your friends, many of your local restaurants are still open for delivery. So just open the DoorDash app, select your favorite local restaurant, and your food will be left at your door. And right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCKEDONNHL. That's $5 off and zero delivery fees. $5 off, zero delivery fees on your first order. They can get up to, you know, five, six bucks for delivery fees. Whoa. That's actually a better uh, sound for moving things. Uh, when you download the DoorDash app in the app store and enter code lockdown NHL one more time, do not forget that is lockdown NHL promo code and you'll get $5 off your first order with DoorDash. All right. Do we have uh, do we have F's in the chat for the Columbus blue jackets? Just, just not F for my, for my, for team. <laughs> <laughs> we've talked about them extensively. I, I, I love what they did this year uh, after losing all of their top dogs uh, from a season ago, John Tortorella, kudos to you for what you did with this team. And there was a, there was a, this, this was one of those series against the lightning where you kind of feel silly for how you felt about the blue jackets before it started. But um, you know, there, there was very, the blue jackets beating the Tampa Bay lightning was very real momentum amongst like the media. And re- a, a lot of people picked them over the lightning. That seems dumb, but I, I respect, uh, I respect PLD and everything he's done for French hockey. Uh, all right. Washington Capitals, probably one of the biggest losers uh, of the first round. And uh, really it, it just kind of comes full circle. They lose to Barry Trotz two years after letting him walk after a Stanley cup finals victory. 
uh, and firing the coach that replaced him, who was the man in waiting, Todd Reardon. Uh, I believe it was Sunday they fired him. Um, Not soon enough. So uh, really just a bad look all around for that organization. And, and you have to wonder whether – I don't know that they'll ever get back to who the Washington Capitals were. No, they're, I, they're cooked bread. They're super toast, right? Yes, I, I would agree. And you know, them bringing in a new young goalie could help kind of re-energize them. They have one. I, I, yeah, I mean, Sam's not – yeah, but I'm just talking – well, because Holpe was their goalie this year. I mean, yeah. and he wasn't necessarily spectacular. But, you know, if, he, if Sam's not going to come in and be a stud for them, it could help them into some later rounds. But I just – I think that they're going back to the whole second-round exit Washington Capitals that we're used to. They did you guys see the stat that they only have two forwards in their top nine under the age of twenty nine, and it's Tom Wilson and Jakob Wow. Brana. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's really also bad. also in the Islanders series. Guess how many players registered a point? Ooh, I'm actually gonna look this up. How many? I know it is. I know what it is. Tell me. Seven players registered a point. That's it. Wow. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Yeah, they just got Jesus like they just got Christ. beaten down, like outmatched, outworked in every phase of the game. Like it was really just kind of a complete embarrassment and, and a bummer because I'm somebody who like I started to like become conscious about the world of hockey and sports, like right in the time that like Ovi was coming in as a rookie. And I loved Alexander Ovechkin. Like as a kid, like I was eight years old, like watching this. Uh, I remember this one highlight video that I used to watch all the time on YouTube. It was to the tune of Jukebox Hero by Foreigner. It was absolutely incredible. And uh, it's just like, that's a part of my childhood is Alexander Ovechkin. And you just wonder like how, like what is the future for this Washington Capitals team? And, and then by, you know, by proxy, what is the future for Alex Ovechkin being a competitive player uh, in the NHL playoffs. You think he's going to break his uh, Gretzky's streak I don't, or goal record? I don't think he will. I, 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 so, I want him to so bad. He's same, he's but I just pace, don't think he will. But he's on pace. He seems like the kind of guy that will score 20 goals a year for like four years just to do it. Like you'll yeah. be like 40, 41 years old and be like, yeah, I'll come out and score 15 goals and try to get close. Yeah, see, yeah, I'll like, come back. Kind of <laughs> it's, like, it's like my grand, um, like Clay Thompson, Steph Curry theory. Steph Curry is going to finish his career as the all-time three-point guy. But Steph Curry has a wife, a kid. She's got a cooking cookbook and stuff. He has a wife outside of yeah. basketball. He's a very like worldly guy, and he doesn't obsess about it. Once he's done, he's done, and he has bad angles. Clay Thompson is just a stoner D-bag that only wants to hoop with his pals. Clay Thompson is my favorite basketball player. I love Clay Thompson so much, but he's, he's the guy that's going to be 40 years old just shooting threes. And he's yeah. going to break all of Steph Curry's records just because he's going to keep shooting. And be like, he'll be like, I'll sign for $2 million to shoot threes 10 minutes a game. The Frank Gore of the Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Frank, yeah, yeah, yeah. Gore. Frank Gore, third all-time NFL leading rusher, but has just signed one-year deals for the last 15 years of his career. Also the biggest balls in the entire world. Look that up on YouTube. You didn't hear it from me. Um, All right. Uh, <laughs> no, I was traumatized by Greg Odenshog once upon a time. Oh, 
I'm good. Like I can still close my eyes and picture that Greg Oden picture and know exactly like the details. <laughs> that thing doesn't in your mind uh, once you see it. So I'm gonna pass on that one. But uh, yeah, I think I think Ovi's Ovi's gonna have a shot because of longevity. But I think the rest of the Capitals are kind of toast. Like John Carlson sucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad. And they had to sign him after they won that cup, and it just mm, that's a. That's a bad look. Now, I want to, before I move on, the Mike Babcock to Washington rumors are hot and heavy. And that is something that I cannot wrap my head around. But if it happens, I don't know that I don't want to see it. I obviously, I, I really do not like Mike Babcock. Like I, Mike Dad Babcock. Uh, that was an all time Don Cherry line, by the way. Sorry, my ADD brain is in full effect today. Um, I've been seeing a lot Mike Babcock to to Washington rumors. I don't know. Have you guys have you guys seen those? This no. is the thing. This is the thing. Toronto is paying Mike Babcock five point three million dollars a year to not coach in the NHL until twenty twenty three. Mike Babcock is not making more than five point three million dollars to coach in the NHL on his next contract. Why would he come back? Yeah. Does he love the game that much? I don't know. Maybe he misses the power. Uh, um, for rating rookies? Yes. Yes. Yeah. He's yeah. A, apparently he's a special advisor at like University of Vermont or something now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which is sick. So up near I so I live That's at That's his uh, community service. Oh my god. Yeah, he puts on an orange jumpsuit. So in Toronto, I live at Young and Davisville, if anybody knows where that is. But anyway. The next street over is Mount Pleasant, and that's where the Mike Babsocks headquarters was. And there was a storefront, oh, and man. as soon as he got fired, that place boarded up so fast. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Their only business model was selling Mike Babsocks. They tried to branch out to other things, but nobody cared. So I was like, I always wanted to go storefront for so long. But that's like hey, right now. Right. I followed mind. them on Twitter. That was a that was a big thing for a while. The Mike Bab socks. I'm glad yeah, I never everybody. bought a pair. Ew. Very no. problematic. Burn them Very in problematic. Fellows, this whole podcast has been a blast. I love talking about this kind of stuff, but something that isn't necessarily easy to talk about is erectile dysfunction. Usually, we'll just brush it off or blame ourselves by saying things like, "I lost my mojo." Or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, I had a long day at work. I ate too much pizza for dinner. My, uh, my eyes hurt from staring at my screen too long. It's making my brain all fuzzy. Whatever it may be, whatever your go-to excuse is, no longer. Get that out of your uh, vernacular. Because with Roman, it is easy to talk about it. With a real healthcare professional who can prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and best of all, totally discreet. With Roman... You can get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort of your own privacy and home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. And if medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. And getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL today. And if you're approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash LockedOnNHL. GetRoman.com slash LockedOn. Uh, all right. Uh, Carolina. We already did Carolina. 
Oh, we did Carolina. That's right. Uh, yeah, Montreal. You don't, you can't, you're not allowed to cut that out of the beginning of the podcast. We already talked about them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Montreal. Let's, let's move on to Montreal. I know you just want to give Fs in the chat. That's fine with me because uh, quite frankly, they were a fun team to watch. We don't like Montreal here. I know you explained but last. Philly is a fraud. They are frauds. Philly, how can Philly goals. be a fraud really? and Montreal be unreal at the same time? Because they scored less goals in Montreal, and the only reason Montreal lost is because they hit five posts in one game, which never happens, and Chris Lee just hates Montreal. And you're also, you're also a Carter Hart truther. We should bring that up on Me? the podcast. Yeah. I don't like Carter Hart. That's what I'm saying. An oh, anti-Carter yeah. Hart truther. Oh, yeah, whatever. He got pulled twice in a series. Get out of here. He shouldn't be in the cons my conversation. Two consecutive shutouts, though. So? Did you hear he's only 22 years old? Okay, that is, that's like the Jason Tatum thing. Did you know he's only 21? Yeah, Mbappe's only, what, 20 now, I think? Mbappe just lost to a well-oiled machine uh, environment. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Carter Hurts 22, that's great. He's good. But, like, he got pulled twice in a series, and the one game, he got beat five times. They just happened to hit the post. I don't know. I'm not going to do the defense. You guys, can, you guys can shred Montreal. They are French and weird and... I, I love Carey Price. I mean, I thought they played great for being a f- under 500 team. Like, I, I really don't have any qualms with them at all. They had, I thought they did, I thought the they did good. They had yeah. crazy underlying 5v5 stats all year and just couldn't score for some reason. And I think with Kotka Niemi being really good now and Suzuki taking a leap and some of these young guys, they're, they might be real, real dangerous. What about Domi? What about him? Just not showing up for really any of this yeah i think that's gonna put a bad. dent in his rfa uh rfa life yeah it was he had, he had a tough year this year do you think they trade him it's like trade his rights trade his rights i guess because he's an rfa mm. i do have to say too though that uh jonathan Druid sucks and trading it trading mikhail sergachev sergachev for him is definitely an l yeah that's, that's, a, yes. that's a huge l that's stevie y baby Believe in <laughs> Steve. Weather. That's why. That's why we got the faith over here in Detroit because things like this are going down. Do you think he wants to trade back for Jonathan Druid? God, I hope not. He did. You know what's funny though? He was the Canadians' uh, leading scorer in this series. Zero goals, over six Nick, assists over Nick, over Nick Suzuki. Really? Yep. Yep. Six oh, assists. God. Plus oh, three. God. Oh God. So he was second and plus minus. Oh, that's a garbage stat anyway. And had, uh, let's see, averaging 16 minutes a night. So that's maybe, a tough look. maybe that contract is movable. You might, it, you, uh, you know, the, the, the Habs are your second team. How are you feeling about them going forward? How do they get better next year? Uh, inserting Code Kenyemi back into the NHL lineup. Um, keeping Petrie to start the season and see what happens. I think they're going to... He grew up in the same town as us. Really? Yep. He's, I, he's really I, So I have a story about Jeff Petrie. Uh, okay. So me and Ethan used to work together at this restaurant. And uh, there's a camera that, like, shoots out up front. And, like, it's just a real small sandwich shop. It's called Chad's Beast Show in Rochester Hills. Stop by Tuesday through Thursday. I'll be there slinging <laughs> sandwiches every day until the foreseeable future. Uh, <laughs> so me and Ethan were working there back, like, a, a, a while ago. And I go in the back. I just serve these customers at the counter. And he goes, dude, I, I think that's 
Jeff Petrie up there. I, like, I can't really see too good, but I'm pretty sure that's Jeff Petrie at the counter. And then like, I like go look and then he shows me a, a close up picture of him. And I'm like, damn, I think that is Jeff Petrie. So I'm like making conversation with him. I'm like, Oh, what do you got going on today? Uh, and he's like, nothing, you know, just left church. Now it's, we got to go over to her mom's house and I got to cut her grass. Just like real boring run of the mill Sunday. And then like, just the nicest guy. And I, and right before we left, I go, uh, I go, I hope this isn't a weird question. Are you Jeff Petrie? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, no, it's not a weird question at all. And I go, it would be if you weren't Jeff Petrie. And he goes, yeah, I suppose it would. And then he left a huge tip and then left. And it was just so nice. Like he just, it was a, very very authentic pure experience meeting him do you you think he had time for the home depot on his day probably he probably he probably got to his mother-in-law's house and then had to go to home depot or said he had to go to home depot just as just as a break because that's what that's what dudes do just to get a hot dog or something or, or bed bath and beyond um huh jeff petrie super normal guy interesting he's a ufa after next year so they might trade him I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with that information. I just like entered my brain and I'm like, okay, I gotta I'm gonna catalog this, text it to my dad and all my friends, and then I don't know what else to do with it. Yeah, it's just a story. There's nothing really to it. <laughs> nothing crazy happened. He was just a regular guy. But that's kind of what I realized though. Like that was one of those things that was just like, man, uh professional hockey players are really just the most normal athletes. Uh, eh, uh, I don't know. I was uh, downtown Toronto one time, and Connor McDavid definitely walked into a place and said, "Hello, I'm Connor McDavid. I'm going to the front of the line." Yeah, uh, but that's different. That's <laughs> Connor McDavid. Like Fernando Tatis walks into a bar, or you know anybody like that. Like that's that's what's happening. If any Fernando Tatis can walk star. into any bar, he walks. exactly, exactly, and that's just huh. how it's gonna go. Jeff Petrie isn't gonna walk into Chad's Bistro and be like, "Hi, my name's Jeff Petrie. I demand a sandwich before everybody else." Yeah, no, he was cool with waiting. I'm pretty sure we were busy that day. And he was just like, man, I really want to, I really want to meet Jeff Petrie now. It was one of the best experiences of my life. He had a Cajun steak, blue cheese on the side. He sounds like a good hang. Do you think Jeff Petrie's down to just like kick it back with a few beers? I'm sure he would be. be pretty cool. He sounds like the kind of guy you come over and he's like, uh, I got some brewskis in the fridge. You want to, uh, you want to have one? And he like pops it open. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. Thanks. And they're all Pilsners. Like there's no oh, way Jeff Petrie drinks IPAs, you know, which is no. ideal. Like he no, just he tosses was... you a Miller Lite. Dude, or a, Sa- a Sam Adams. <laughs> 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 We're now a pro Jeff Petrie podcast. Hey, he's a UFA. He could be yours for the low, low price of one UFA contract. This is true. You know, we love the homegrown boys. All right, we're going to start. <laughs> also true. Locked on Jeff Petrie coming this summer. <laughs> we just talk about <laughs> Jeff Petrie. <laughs> so what do you guys think he's doing today? I don't know. It's, a, it's kind of an overcast <laughs> Thursday. Maybe he'll fix the stair that's kind of creaky. His, his wife's been on him for that. I don't know. Keep it casual. Turn on some modern family in the background. He, up to, he, seems, like, he seems like the type of guy to have an office, despite the fact that he, he's not like a businessman. He goes in there, like shuffles some papers on the desk, opens up his laptop, opens up solitaire. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. He's the kind of guy that listens to like 80s, like hair metal rock quietly in the car. <laughs> oh guys i love this one this is the cover of knocking on heaven's door by guns and roses turns it up to like five <laughs> i don't know if you guys know this but this was a bob dylan song pretty cool eh? <laughs> somebody somebody goes can we listen to closer by nine inch nails He's like ah, i don't know about that this time maybe next time 
You'd be definitely, definitely the guy to give you a Netflix recommendation. Oh, hundred percent. Oh, but it's not like Tiger King. He doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't give you. No, like the, no, the no. Thing. He's like, he, he'll be like, "Have you seen uh, the Sinner?" Yeah, that's it's a really great good. Show. Yeah, it's a great show. But he's like, uh, yeah, and then they're gonna get into Broadchurch next. Maybe he's into British mysteries. I was thinking that too. My my first thought was Peaky Blinders. Definitely a big Peaky Blinders guy. Yes, that's a good. But he like, also he also stands for the Nick. He says it's underrated. <laughs> Clive Owen was really given it in the Nick. He's a big fan of uh, Fox and uh, like CBS sitcoms that are still in. They're still running today. He's like, like the, those those commercials that run during like NFL football, where it's like this crazy guy, or this regular dad who's an absolute idiot, and then his wife, who's way smarter than him, are. Yeah, he's definitely seen every every uh, every episode of like Mike and Abby Shola or whatever that show is. Yeah. <laughs> He definitely, he definitely like list, like has the subtitles on for all the documentaries he watches, just so he can absorb as much information as possible. <laughs> oh, big time history podcast! Thing. Big time history podcast guy! <laughs> I guarantee it. Ooh yeah, but not drunk history. That's too edgy. No, no, no. I'm talking like dry three hour podcasts on like the Roman Empire. Dan Dan Carlin's hardcore history is his. Yes, yes. That's the, I was and trying he, to think of that. He, specifically. he shows up to like team practices and he's like, uh, hey, Thomas, do you uh, want some podcast recommendations? Thomas is listening to like fucking Robin and some weird German death metal. He's like, uh, sure. And he's like, Dan Carlin's hardcore history. Thomas Tatar just puts his headphones back in. He's like, thanks, <laughs> thanks Jeff. Appreciate <laughs> it. We should probably uh, give a special RIP shout out since this is a Lockdown Red Wings podcast to Thomas Tatar and uh, Xavier Olette, former Red Wings. Uh, Xavier Olette sucks at hockey. Somehow wasn't that bad at uh, in the series. Yeah. Looked competent outside of game one. I was like, wow, good for good for Xavier. Also, okay, I have a question for you guys. I know we're going long here, but my friends and I were trying to figure this out. Is Xavier Olette the Frenchest name in the league right now? Yes, 1,000%. One billion percent. Ooh. The other contender I thought of was Pierre Luc Dubois. <laughs> That's also. I would say, yeah. but they also have uh, Philippe Denault. That's that's a but, French but, name, isn't it? Yeah, but Philippe, like, it's not as aggressively French. And Denault, yeah. it's not. It's like Marc Andre Fleury. Marc Andre, very French. Fleury, not really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of Mark Edward Vlasic. Not. It doesn't have the one-two punch like Xavier Roulet. What yeah, about? No. Uh, uh, well, I mean, Velocic, uh What about uh, Jonathan Hubado? True. I think that's got, a pretty good one. You got to make sure you got the Jonathan in there. Yeah. Jonathan <laughs> Yeah, that's a good one. Actually, we didn't come up with that one. Oh, damn! I Corey Crawford's from. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think that one counts. Is, is it Roberto Luongo French too? Probably. Yes. That sounds French. Yeah, he's from Montreal. He's from no, he's Italian, but like Montreal's a lot of Italians. Anyway, sorry, that was a sidebar. Uh, where were we? Uh, I think we got to wrap this one up. <laughs> <laughs> we have gone for over an hour. This will definitely have to get split up into two episodes. But Kyle, thank you so much, man. This was an absolute blast. I can't wait to do it all over again for round two. Do you have any teams I, uh, who like you have earmarked that like you are just chomping at the bit to talk shit about and celebrate their demise? I will come on this podcast and talk for 45 minutes in a one-take soliloquy about Vegas's death. Really? Not a Off Vegas guy? Vegas, <laughs> Vegas and San Jose is the hottest rivalry in the NHL. 
Is they it? scored four goals in five minutes. Well, yeah. Play and eliminated it. yeah. I knew that. All right. Ryan so. Reeves, Evander Kane, they hate each other. I just hate Vegas. They're, they're annoying as hell. Um, Pretty much anybody, Vegas and Colorado, are, are some, some juicy marks to, to get going. I also personally hate Vancouver, so this is like ripe round two. I'm locked and loaded for anybody coming out wow. of the <laughs> Perfect. I was actually thinking I don't really care who comes out of the West because I kind of like everybody. I mean, maybe not Dallas. I would say Dallas is my least favorite team going forward, but like I don't dislike them. I like them. I'm fully on board of an Eastern Conference team winning. I don't like any of the remaining Western teams. As long as, honestly, as long as Boston doesn't win, and I'm probably coming at it from the same in the same vein that you are for the reasons that you don't want the Western Conference teams winning, but I'm kind of with you in the sense that like there's one team that I don't want to win, and outside of that, it's yeah, gravy. But I'll be back, hopefully, to dance on Vegas's all timely demise. <laughs> all right well we will talk to you guys tomorrow uh kyle thanks again for coming on ethan do you have any final thoughts that you you know you, you didn't maybe get the chance to get in ethan ethan yeah, got disconnected from the wi-fi and for the whole rest of the episode he's been on his phone with headphones on and just pacing and like and just, sometimes he's, he's like drawing a portrait of jordan Bennington. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah he i think he just ordered a jordan bennington fathead do you know this guy used to have a ryan miller fathead on his wall when he's on Buffalo. The greatest, the greatest American goalie of all time who won silver. Sick. Good job. East Lansing. East Lansing boy. A homegrown boy. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> all right. We'll talk to you later, Kyle. Bye. Thanks, guys.